Okay. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. My mic sounds nice. Check three. My mic sounds nice. Check four. My mic sounds nice. Check five. My mic sounds nice. Check six. My mic sounds nice. Check seven. Yo, yo. Hey, man. What's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Thank you for uh, doing this for me, man. It's really, I really appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. Really, really quick, are you okay if I call you Frico or do you go by Richard? Yo, yo, uh, it doesn't matter, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I go by both. I got people okay. who call me both. Uh, and people who like, call me Rich, people call me Rico. Uh, I go, I go by really, a number of like, aliases. Are you okay if I, <laughs> I just don't want to be like, oh, yeah, me and this dude know each other for a long time, man. Don't yeah. call me Richard. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that's all okay. no, it's, um, like, But yeah, man, so uh, I don't know if you know a little bit about the podcast. I just do a little bit of a like, get to know different people. And basically, because we live in Salem, Oregon, it's uh, it's kind of a small place. It's it's kind of, uh, there's a lot of different type of artists and things like that. And different type of, uh, whether you're like graphic artists or, you know, musicians. Uh, I just want to put a shine on them. But, you know, I want to branch out to different people. So you're one of the first people to kind of uh, be on the podcast that's like out of Oregon, which is really, really, really a big deal to me right now. Again, thank you for that. Uh, one, of the, you know, one of the things, uh, for not everyone who doesn't know, who doesn't know what they should know, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are real quick, briefly? Well, I'm, uh, you can call me Richard, you can call me Frico, you can call me Frico Rico, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, and I'm an illustrator, my bad, I'm a good illustrator, artist, man, uh, well, everything in between. I'm, uh, you can call me. 30, you know, 31 years old, man. You can call me Freako. Late I'm 80s baby. From Atlanta, Georgia. You know, grew up on the, grew up on a lot of hip hop and illustrator and funk and stuff. So yeah, illustrator artist. And man, and that's, that, that's uh, you have a lot of culture in between, basically inside just being in Atlanta you know, alone. Years old, man. So much culture and mm-hmm. so much. Like, yeah. 80s baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually uh, I saw because you know you're, you're, you're a, a lot of your art. Uh, well, first and foremost, um. I just found out about you not too long ago, and uh-huh. like within years. Yeah. Um, but most like most people see yeah. Action Bronson, you know, the cover oh, art you did, and the Gucci you did. I was like, this yep. is different. This is what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Right. And and uh, not only did I get introduced to Action, but I got introduced to you. Right. And I was like, wow, this is impressive. So when I get really into something, I I dig deep, and I'm like, whether from from the, from the like the rapper's point of view, I was like, I want to find out everything about him. And then from Frico's point of view, I was like, I'm gonna look a lot of like look into what you're doing. Right. And man, dude, you're a character, man. I like all your shit. Everything you do, I fuck with it. Uh, there hasn't been a project, a Frico project, I haven't liked yet. Uh, right. that I really, I noticed you're uh you're a comic book person and you 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 and uh one of the things that I really uh was uh the uh, the the classified the personal class the classified person oh, yeah, classified person yeah 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 that's crazy have you said you have do you have one of them yeah that's pretty well so with that with sex workers dragons. Uh, yeah, you know, getting their dicks ripped off. What? Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Man, uh, so growing up here, um, I grew up. I grew up on the east side of town. Um, I grew up like. Have you ever heard of Stone Mountain? Like the big mountain. Yeah. That's like mm-hmm. ten miles from downtown Atlanta. So I grew up yeah. in a neighborhood in between there and uh, another town called Decatur. It's just all big. It's a big mashup. If you ever, if you've never been here. And um, sex working is really, really popular um, in in that town, in in this in this area, and um, in that area. I don't live over there anymore, but it's funny because I live in another part of the town that's sex working is still going on. Anyways, I grew up kind of knowing what a what a whore was and what a pimp was and shit. And um, you know, it was all it was all through rap music and shit. I grew up listening to a lot of Memphis rap. My dad's from Memphis, so I used to go to Memphis and see pimps and hoes there so um I, I just wanted to I was fascinated by it and still am and 
back when Backpage and Craigslist was soliciting sex with at, at the uh, Backpage. At he the, says Backpage. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 For the classified. Oh. That's why I call. That's why it's called classified. Yeah. But um, you know, I did that. And I used to like, I used to work jobs and shit. I used to work a bunch of odd jobs. And um, and I, I used to, I, I was a shitty worker. I'm always, I never really been good at anything other than uh, than drawing and some some sports. Like I'm athletic, but other than that, working, I can't. I, I'm not good at working. I can't. I can't take. Uh, I can't take people telling me what to do. But um, but uh, I had uh, I used to sit down and just scroll through uh, the back page and Craigslist, was just looking at ads and shit and different different women and all types of wild shit they was offering. And I just love uh, hearing stories. I had friends. I had a couple of friends that really wasn't my friends. I knew dudes that used to used to hit up those girls, man, and they used to come through. <laughs> and I always had, I always, like, man, those girls. And me, I was just scared to ever do that. And I always had a girlfriend, man. Like, I've been a, I'm a handsome man. I, I've always been spoken for as far as with women. I've never had to do that shit. But I know some ugly motherfuckers that used to do that shit. And they and those girls used to come through with it, but my whole thing was, man, those girls can kill you. Like, like that's that's a that's a horror movie in the making. And they, you know, they're like, no, no, no. They come through. I pay them up front. We do it. They leave. I might call them next week. And I'm like, wow. So I came up with the the series, a series of comics uh, a long time ago, but I never had a name for them, and I was drawing them. But before Instagram and like social media, even. I, like, I was been drawing that stuff, but I, w- I wasn't showing anybody on the internet. I would show people who came over. Like, when I was in college, I used to draw sick shit like that and just, like, share it with, like, my professors who got it, who's into it, and, and some of my, some of my, you know, my, my peers. And it was, it was never a thing where everybody knew I was doing shit like that. I was always drawing some fucked up stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, because of Instagram and because of just the web, I started, I learned how to, like, I guess market it and do advertising for it and shit like, and just sell it like that. Sell it as is. It's like a piece of paper folded in half and it's just jam packed with some fucked up shit inside, you know. And yeah, no, I, I, and then that's that's just what the inspiration came from. So yeah, I mean, I kind of I got other stuff, man. I just don't want to put it out too fast because some of it's really screwed up, man. And I, I mean, eventually, maybe when I'm older. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in my fifties I'm gonna be able to make movies, um, short films out of out of those those comics. <laughs> I feel like you should, man. I think that's yeah. like the perfect. Time. If anything, this is the time to do it. Um, yeah. Are Are you familiar with uh, other comic works, like comic books in that same vein? Like, for example, uh, like a Have you ever heard of Zombie Tramp before? Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing with me, man. Um, I'll have comics like that and people send me stuff. I, I always forget names of shit, man, because I'm always in my head doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I got to have some of that stuff when people, you know, put me on like, oh, yeah, you should, you know, and I go look at it and look at it and it's like, it's cool. But I guess my competitive nature or just how I am, I'm always like, oh, I, I can push the envelope further just because like your normal comic book artist doesn't have the, doesn't have like the, the scholarship on like street shit and like just just all around just black culture that I have. And if they do, they don't, they haven't seen it with their own eyes. I've seen so much shit in the last, like, you know, in the last 15 years of my life, like I can, I can turn it into funny better than anybody else. That's why I say, you know what I mean? And and I think that's one of the things that also I kind of want to turn on. There's uh you're Atlanta, you're the community, man. You're uh, all the stuff I'm, when I was, you know, doing research on you when I was like, you know, standing you, I was like, man, this dude is Atlanta. Like, he does everything <laughs> for the community, man. And I think that's noble as fuck, dude. Uh, as me being, like, doing this, I look up to people like that, and now you're officially someone I look up to because I want to be a part of the community myself. Yeah. And I, I like the things, like, um, you did that uh, three-dimensional, um, the, the, is it, they're not trash cans, they're recycling bins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, That was almost a year ago now. Yeah, and I was like, that's yep. really dope. And if I could take something so obscure, mm-hmm. so something that people don't really think about, and uh-huh. give it personality, you gave it life. And yeah. I was like, man, that was the dopest thing ever. And me, I'm just a big fan of, you know, three-dimensional art and just things that you can go up and yeah. touch and see and physically oh, yeah. there. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I appreciate you yeah. paying attention to that, man. Because a lot of people don't pay attention to uh, when I do insulation artwork um, until it happens. And, like, a lot of – I always get, oh, we didn't know you knew how to do insulation. I was like, yeah, I went to school for all that. So it's like, you know, um, they just they just think I'm just doing – I mean, I'm, I'm, of course, people know me for illustration, but, you know, I, I do enjoy showing in galleries and building things. Like, I'm I'm a secondhand carpenter, you know what I'm saying? I know how to build shit and do things like that. So yeah, I appreciate you uh, – uh, point that out, man, because a lot of people don't see that. <laughs> they'll they'll no, roll no, fast, no. that kind of shit. But no, because it's it, it's dope that in, and because you have that, and plus you're classically trained in art, like you, like uh, yeah. like I'm sure you know you because you went to, I believe, was uh, went to Howard U, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh-huh. And so DC. you work, mm-hmm, you were classically trained. You know everything. You're not just an online illustrator compared to other people who just kind of get on Instagram, do what they do. Which yeah. is no disrespect to them, but yeah, no, you're actually out here. Yeah, I just I, I'm a I'm a man of of uh of the people in the streets and stuff. I I, I don't uh I don't just do things for for the internet per se. You know, I have fun, but I have enough uh I, don't, I got like enough bandwidth to do something else. I don't, it's just that's just who I am. I've been I've been an artist all my life, like like literally since I was a little little boy, just like how my son is now, and mm-hmm. it's just this is all I can do, and I and I do it at a I do it at a rate that's like, I don't, it don't look like I'm thinking that much, but I am. But at the same time, I don't play video games. And I don't really get caught up on like a whole bunch of crazy TV shows unless it's like around some, around the shit I do, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do any, I'm not that regular put like that. And my wife isn't either. So it's like kind of, kind of bounce, kind of bounce with each other with that. Like that we, I don't, I don't get caught up in no regular shit at all. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, dude, and and uh, you you, uh, one of the things I saw that because you were you were really excited when it was your son Ace, he he was getting into coloring, and that's kind of for you as a father being an artist, like that must be yeah. the dopest thing ever to see him pick up you know crayons and and markers and start getting interested, um you know, as far as that, do you do you are you pushing him more to do it or do you just let him do it on his own too and just keep that bigger <laughs> than himself. He he picks it up on he picked it up on his own. Um, we never. What the one thing I did, the only thing I did, was mm-hmm. give him a crayon when he was six months old. Cause, and then when he was six months, he held the crayon like he's been like like he had been here before, holding a pen or a pencil. So I was like, hold on. And he's left-handed, so he did it with his left hand, and he put it. He had it in his right, and he put it in his left hand, and then. I put a piece of paper in front of him. And he just started marking, and then looked up at me, and then kept going. And he's been going since. And like he now, he paints. He can see, he plays with clay and stuff. And we take him to um, we have the high museum down here, and they have a free Thursday. Every Thursday, it's a free uh, art class for toddlers and kids. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to another little art school. Um, he was going once a week, but um, he kind of outgrew it. Cause he um, he was he was he was schooling people, but it's I just want I just want to keep him um keep him in it, man. And and my mom my mom nurtured it and when I was little. I don't think she knew what she was doing, but she just did it. Um, dude, your mom knew what she did, thing. man. That she that's why. I mean, she kind of sets up like she still doesn't know what I do. Like even with this Irish shit, she's like, oh yeah, you're a small business. How's your business doing? And I was like, oh, I'm not a small business like that. You know what I mean? And I really, you know, because I work with brands, I work, I'm a partnership on stuff a lot, and I, you know, and I and I, I work for companies, but I'm not like, like I'm a vendor with a lot of people, so that's actually good because I'm not on payroll and I'm like <laughs> I make my own shit. I'm like a drug dealer kind of, but she's still kind of trying to figure out like how the hell, how the hell, um, what you know, what am I doing day to day, you know, and um, she right. pays attention now, but you know, and then my wife will tell her like. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that. And she's just like, how the hell is he doing all this? Because I'll, I'll work on, like, I and mean, I'm trying to tell you, I'll work on, like, six or seven projects in one week, you know? Damn, dude. And then half of them don't even come out. Like, I still get paid, you know? And I do my own thing. So it's just fun, you know? I'm just not going to stop, though. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and moms are always going to be like that. Like, I can, I can, I can figure out the cure for coronavirus and I'd be, my mom would still be like, do better, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because, man, my mom, she doesn't believe anything I tell her. But, um, <laughs> she believes, like, she, she, I have, a, I have an older, I have a bunch of older brothers, but I only have 
I only have one blood brother, the same mom, same dad, and he's my older brother. And man, she she hangs on his every word, and he'll be lying. But as soon as I say something that's the truth, she'll just be like, "Nah, I'm not believing it." <laughs> yeah, she don't believe that she'll do. It's, it, but it's only because like I, I made I, I made decisions that she didn't agree with my whole, my entire life. So it's like, you know, she just can't figure out how the hell I, I even still exist. <laughs> so it's like. That's just what it is, man. But it's all love, every, every, you know. Anyway, you know. But uh, really quick, back. I want to backtrack a little bit on the. Cause uh, I love. I, I'm a huge fan of your art. Yeah. And your your corner and uh, our corner store installation. Uh, yep. You did for the blurred memories of uh, Vivid Pass in 2018, I believe. Oh, that was the dopest shit yeah. ever. Appreciate <laughs> you, man. Like, that was a, and that was that was a, you know, the Atlanta Contemporary here is like a big time museum it's the only free art museum in atlanta and uh i had been going there for years and never really was pushing the envelope that i could show in there and and um the curator he had hit me up right after i did that Reebok thing because I, I designed the Reebok shoe and then we had a big release and we did it you know i did a big installation for that and then i think he came to it but i think he, then after that he hit me up with like hey man i want to come you know, see your studio and see how, you know, what you're doing. And at the time, I was in between studios and was living in a, living in an old project building that, that was in the middle of getting, you know, renovated gentrification and all that. So we were staying there and he came by and like, I had like a whole wall. I had like, I had like 300 pairs of Reebok sneakers on, up against the wall. He tells me with his story. I walk in and there's a whole wall of Reebok, Reebok shoes that he's giving people, like giving homeless people and shit. And he was just blown away by that. But that was enough for him to say, okay. Like, he didn't even see much of my work, man. He just was like, fuck it, you know, let's show you in this show, in this exhibit. And it was a six-month exhibit, 2018. And then it ended, my whole, the year ended with me going to Basel and building another store for, um, for, um, gallery down there and we was able to actually um this one was able to you can walk in it oh really yeah yeah you can walk in and we can't like but the bad thing was man i left i i ended up leaving art basil early for one because um i didn't have a place to stay man and i'm fucking six foot 250 pound man i can't just crash on people's floors like on the floor if I lay down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I ended up leaving, man. So I didn't get, I didn't stay for the opening, but like I said, I built it with a, with a um, with a team from this company that I work with down here, and painted it, filled it with all types of like, like, just random like, shit with my name on it, and then we left, and then that was it, you know. But that's the last like I did. I mean, and that would have been really. I mean, I again, I, I fuck with all the three D, you know, yeah. three dimensional projects that you've been doing, and just things that you can touch. Don't get me wrong, I love all your illustrations too. Going back to that, uh, I'm sure it must be hard, like um, going to like social media and because no. art shows is where it's at, you know. I, I yeah. and I just yeah. found that out myself. I'm yeah. starting to go to more art shows, meeting the artists. There's something about yeah. meeting the artists, being there. That's mm-hmm. like something special, you know what I mean? Yeah and, yeah. and versus liking it on Instagram, which is also dope. But yeah. actually go into an event. I try to pu- uh, plug to people to go to art shows wherever you're at. You know, a lot of them are free, and yep. and, and you it's just an experience. And I think that it's the experiences that matters, man. Uh, right. What do you? How do you feel about like uh, social media and like that instant feedback? Like, do you find mm-hmm. that frustrating as an artist, or um, do you yeah. do you feel like it's uh, uh, better to do those live installations. Well, I think it's better, man. And the thing is, here in Atlanta, like Atlanta is a big city, but at the same time, it's small as far as like this. You see the same people in the art community, and it's a bunch of. And the art community is such a broad community, but for some reason, I don't know how to. I, I've transcended like the racial lines, and I've I've transcended even the uh, even the the even like with with gay and straight people. You know what I mean? I have. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've transcended that where it's not like I'm just stuck in the box of being black and straight or you know I got all types of people that fucking that, that fuck with my work and 
you know, I, 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 I try to offend everybody at the same time. So when people meet me in person, I'll just talk. I make, I make sure every time I show somewhere, you know, we do an artist talk and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a meet and greet and I talk and I'm, I'm, a, I'm super extroverted. And then of course, like people used to love seeing me get drunk all the time. So, you know, people are coming out just to, just to watch me the whole time. Um, just talk to people and, and you know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just antics that I used to put on. Like, I feel like two years ago, I was just a wild man. And now I'm still wild, but I don't get out as much because I got kids and when I do it still, you know, people still know to come, you know, they see me doing something they're like, just, just come just to see him period. So I, I, I appreciate that. And so when on the web, you know, I, I know enough people, it's organic. That's what I like about Instagram because you know, it can be, you know, anybody can touch me as far as, like, talking to me, and I respond mm-hmm. back. And then, you know, when they meet me, it's the same thing. So I don't really get any hate. I don't really – I have never seen any hate on me at all. And if it is, it's just someone who doesn't know me. And then when they get to know me, they're like, oh, shit, okay. You know? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I've seen other people, though, you know, have to deal with, have to deal with um, I guess, people trolling their art and shit and – I don't know, man. I, I've been, I don't know, man. People don't fuck with me for some reason. It's weird. Well, you weird. Say you're six foot two, and I don't think nobody wants to fuck yeah. with me. I mean, I'm six. I'm, 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 I'm roughly six foot. Dude. She doesn't think I'm six foot. She's over five eleven. I just, I don't know, man. Somebody told me. Somebody told me a long time. It's my face, and when I look at people, it's, it's a, it's a menacing, it's a menacing face when I look at people, and I'm like, I don't, I ain't never heard that shit. But I guess as I get older, I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> You know, like I said, I used to be completely drunk as fuck like every other day or every day drinking gin and all types of wild shit. Every time I, every time I had a, every time I had um had an artist talk or you know show opening. Oh, I was I was showing up wasted, dude. Like it was not sloppy. I just you could just look at me and knew I was on it. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've gone to other states, man. I've gone to Philly. You know, I've gone. I've been in Miami so many times and. The same shit. It's the weirdest thing. It's going to New York. I was in New York last year for a whole ten days and had an installation up at uh, Fool's Gold Records. I took mm-hmm. over their store basically and turned it into an installation for a week. And uh, it's just weird, man. People came through. <laughs> I got friends in New York though because I spent time in Jersey and shit in New York um, mm-hmm. back in like 2013. And this is weird, man. Yeah, I never had no issues, man. Never had any issues. I kind of want, you touch on many good points, and yeah. the thing I like is that when you open one door, you go down one rabbit hole, you go down another, and then. But uh, going back to that, uh, you when you did your collab with Reebok, uh-huh. uh, how yeah. many how many white leather gum bottom shoes did you did you did you do? Because I know you uh, you you did the art on them, like you actually painted them, right? No, no, no. We did we did uh we did uh I did that with Nike. Reebok Reebok was actually. They actually manufactured those. It was a it was a collab for this project they had going called Three AM, that was highlighting people who do work through the night or just do their art at Three AM. And um, which which I, honestly that doesn't happen with me anymore because I have kids. I, I I wake up early in the morning now and do work instead of like I used to stay up till five. Now I wake up at five. You know what I mean? But anyways, that that was it. And we did. Uh, it was me and um this record label called um but it's not even a label it's a management company called love renaissance is based here in atlanta and they're from they're all from atlanta i think one of them went to middle school with me um anyways they're all we're all cool and shit and then reebok had um they paired me with them to do three shoes but then it ended up they just it shit didn't really work out how they had totally different style for me put it like that and so they just said fuck it we're just gonna give you your own shooter to design, and you, if you got any like comments, because they wasn't artists, but they had like, I guess they were like hype beast kind of dudes. You know what I mean? They're just like, mm, yeah. They wanted, they wanted, they wanted to see something, but they wasn't gonna put like their hand on the drawing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had came up with, a, I came up with a draft, and then that's when they were like, okay, you're just gonna have to do your own shoot because we, you know, they were into it, but they really wasn't. But Reebok was like, cool, you know, we we'll just do it this way, and uh, that's how. That's how my my shoe came out looking, and it's funny because they changed the color on me. They they moved some stuff around, you know. And then when they sent me the sample, I was like, ah, shit, you know, I ain't want this. But 
I just said, fuck it, man. I just was being the company, man. I couldn't, I couldn't really complain that much. You know what I'm saying? But that's what happens when you work with big companies, man. Like, got to compromise for what they want. They think they know everything. I think that my design that I had at first would have been a bigger hit, and I think that's probably why they kind of moved some shit around on mine. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been a bigger hit to me. In Atlanta. Sure. Was that was was your collab with Red Bull a little more lenient with your can that you did? Well, that's a whole crazy story, man. I work with Red Bull. I've been working with Red Bull for like six years now, and I've just been in like the pipeline for them to work with, as far as mm-hmm. like getting, you know, just getting treated like a partner instead of a employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so that thing that thing was a beast, man, because I basically had to work with this advertiser company that, um, you know, they, they get a babysitting company. These big companies, they'll get, they'll get like a advertising company or a creative, a creative directing company to just babysit the artist and make sure the artist is doing what he's supposed to do. But with me and how I work, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm super coherent. So I, you know, I, I don't need someone to tell me what I'm doing, you know, but they, they got somebody and that person, the art director at this advertiser company had me do so many different drafts of the can and of the artwork for the concert, man. It was like a, it was like four, four and a half months of me drawing the same shit over and over again, man. It paid me a lot of money, man. And that's what it was. Like, Rebel was like, you know, just have him do it. He could not, he, he probably can knock all this out in a day, which mm-hmm. I could have, but they just kept singing me along, man, because they wanted to get their dollars out of me. And it wasn't Rebel. It was a, it was the company they hired. Because the company, this is the thing, man. These big companies want to pay artists big money, but then they think, oh, I got, we got to get this, we, we got to get baby a babysitter. So they, at the same budget, they'll pay the babysitter, and the babysitter doesn't think the, the artist knows the, the dollar, you know, amount. So they'll just say, oh, yeah, you were just supposed to get this, and we were supposed to get that, but really you were supposed to get it all. And that's that's how it works, man. And... um. The last thing I did with Reebok, Reebok with a Red Bull, they went straight to me and it was beautiful. And they paid me straight up. It was no, no facilitating needed. They had me in the office doing everything. And so I think that's how they're going to keep it from now on. Because they realize, you know, he's not an idiot. And they, he knows money. He knows how to count. He knows the budgets, how they work. So you can't fool them. And I think a lot of artists get fooled. And that's my whole thing. I'm just always pushing um, the awareness of this to uh, younger artists or just artists in this city and, you know, everywhere else. But, you know, of course in Atlanta, cause I'm here and I care about it. I care about everybody. So I always tell people, man, if they telling you this, it's way more, you know, if they telling you this budget is double that, but you maybe can triple it, you know? And, this- and I, I guess that's, I find that interesting just cause uh, I, I kind of wanted uh, a little bit of insight and insight, uh, like advice almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got a deal when I first started podcasting uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple months after with Perrier Water. Yeah. And, yeah shout out to Perrier. I'll see you listening. Sorry, guys. Hey, oh, but, dude. Uh, dude, this, hold on, hold on. Yeah. This fool, Zach Fox, wants a sponsorship by them so bad. You know Zach Fox, mm-hmm. the comedian, no. the artist? Oh, he's one of my no, buddies. No. You got to look him up, man. He, he's, he, recently, he, he's, he recently went sober, and he's been drinking that shit. He wants. I will have to talk about this on another conversation. But yeah, go ahead. My bad. Yeah. Oh no, no. Tell him to look me up because uh, I I do the same thing. I, all I drink is seltzer water now, and yeah. that's all I fuck with. You know, I got fat off of you know Coors Light, which is fine. But yeah, I don't drink like, beer anymore either. So I I love seltzer water. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to hit him up. Uh, they originally wanted to give me was just coupons. Like, we'll send you coupons. You're just starting yeah. out. I'm like, that's fine. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and I never wanted money necessarily. I'm not doing this for a paycheck because I think once it starts getting like, you know, like an employee, like you were saying, mm-hmm. yep. it gets corny. And I'm like, yeah. now, yep. you know, I don't want to do it. And I podcast <laughs> because I want to do it. And yep. uh, wait till so you have you got kids, man. No. You wait till you no. have kids. You're gonna you're gonna want that money to get kids. And that's the thing. All they said they send me trunk full of uh of water yeah a bunch of water my trunk looks like i'm smuggling crap like it, it's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of product which is great and i give it out yeah. to my art like to my guests whenever i do a uh, podcast Dude, that's, <laughs> that's i just show up with with cases of of of, of, of water which is great yeah. they send me cases but yeah. i don't get a check from them yep 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 yeah you, so, you're, free, you're, you're free advertisement for them 
<laughs> Which, I mean, but it's, but, but, but the thing is, mind. yeah, but you're doing it the right way, man. Um, Easy pace wins the race with this with that with that shit, man. Because I had a I had a similar deal with uh with Seagram's gin, and they was sending me gin and shit. And then I had did a they had finally you know after like three years of them sending me sending me gin and swag and all that. Um, I had I had got an opportunity to do a mural for them in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of I, I got greedy, man, because I kind of just was like oh, I've been doing this shit for years. I was listening to one of my mentors, and he. He just was like, fuck them, you know, get that money. Get all the money you can out of them. Fuck them. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they hit me up to do a mural, and the budget wasn't what I wanted. And they they hired a babysitting company, which was a dude who said he had a company, but he didn't. And they paid him, I think it was, I think it was like they paid him like three grand. And then, you know, they told me the budget was an all-in budget of, uh, of, uh, shit. It was an all-in budget of, uh, 10 grand. And, now I, you know, I was like, okay, cool, give me the whole ten grand. And they were like, no, nah, we got to give this guy who's gonna manage you through, you know, on the week of the mural every day. He's gonna come check on you, and uh, we're gonna give him three grand to give you the rest. I'm like, fuck that. And so, whack, dude. Listen, <laughs> I did some funny shit though, man. The day this is during the summer, 2018. This is like I was on a fucking run that state year 2018. Some was just born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had the Reebok shit drop. My can had just came. I was on some shit that year, and I was living right in the city. I was drinking every day, partying. It was crazy. And so, um, I just had, I just was on a high. I had I had a shitload of money, man. Um, that's all gone now, but it's all good because I have kids. But um, anyways, I I show up the first day. I think the first day was actually the first day was on Monday. But I get there Sunday morning at 5 a.m. At, at the wall, and it's a wall that's right in front of Magic City Strip Club. Um, so, you know, it's funny. I went out there, and people are still coming out of the strip club, you know, on a, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and I, I'm still I'm starting to paint. And so I paint fast, man, like like this. Like I could paint like a 30-foot by 40-foot wall in like seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Damn. With with a ladder. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not a small guy, so it's like I can knock it out. And so the mural was only – 20 feet high by 30 feet wide. And they they expected, like, for me to be doing this shit for five days because they, they want to get the money out of you for some reason. Like, they're like, oh, we're paying, you know, because that, that, that doesn't equate to much money. That equates to, like, you know, $8 an hour at the end of the week. You know, it's not that much money. So um, I get there at 5. I'm done with it by 11. Right? And then the dude that's supposed to be managing me He's like, hey, man, you want to go check out the wall before you start tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, let's go check it out. <laughs> man, he pulls up and it's, you know, he pulls up and, and it's completed. You know what I mean? And he's just like, what the fuck, man? He's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're, he's like you know, you really fucked up. And I'm like, how? He's like, you really fucked up, man. You should have played the game, played the politics game. We were supposed to do a whole bunch of more work together with them. But now you fucked up and they're going to be pissed at this. I'm like, pissed at it for what? The, the shit looks good. He's like, yeah, it looks good, but you did it too fast. I'm like, what? And he just was like, dude, they don't want someone who is prolific as you. They don't want to know how good you are. They just want to use you. And I'm like, well, fuck them. He's like, well, you're not going to get any money. So the company was kind of, they deaded me forever for, for after that, bro. They was just was like, yo, you know, maybe you can work with um, another company that the brand owns, which is Martell, but that shit didn't work out. And, um... That was it for me with Seagrams, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I painted the mural too fucking fast. And it then the dude... Wild. Well, it's this this what happened. I made him look bad because his work went down because all he did was talk to me on the phone once. And then I went and knocked out that mural. So I was proving to them I didn't need him. And he, I think he went back and, you know, complained about me to, to the company. Also saying I didn't, you know, I, I didn't... You know, I wasn't a team player with the shit, but it's like, yo, I'm the one doing the work. All you guys are just doing is paying me and saying yeah or nay to the wall, you know? So that's that's yeah. that's why I kind of like, I don't do many murals much because I want a lot of money for them because they make the same amount of money doing an illustration that people do for murals. So it's like, why would I fucking go do a, you know, a mural for that and I can get that doing this, you know? And mm-hmm. that's why I say illustration is my way to go because I'm naturally... And that's what I naturally just want to do compared to painting murals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just all love to all my people who paint murals in this city. I love everybody. But it's like, 
Lane is a dirty, dirty, dirty game, man. <laughs> so, Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, you got to be I careful with people. Play, I guess I got to play my cards, but I mean, like, from the get-go, I wanted free water, I guess, you know, which is no big deal. I'm not getting a paycheck mm-hmm. from them. It's free advertising, but I don't know, man. Like, podcast, it's like, hey, this podcast really takes off a views or shit. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna want that. They can, you know, that's when that, that's when that offer is going to hit you. Uh, I got I, I got people who got podcasts here in Atlanta I've been on, and mm-hmm. there's no reason. And I'm I'm also I also work with PBR Fast Food Ribbon, and I'm a mm-hmm. I'm sponsored by them in the sense of we do events. I do like they, sometimes they'll have they'll have a curator they hire curator show and they'll have you know their name on the flyer name on shit and I've done shows with them like that I've done installations with them I've done murals with mm-hmm. them. And they treat me right, but, but the thing is, I understand. I know that they don't have much money. Like I know they don't have much money. Yeah, they just got bought by a bush. You know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. So the money, but they give me a fair shot of what they have, and so that's why I respect them. You know. And they've been upfront with you pretty much since the beginning, then I guess, right? Yeah, man. And see, that's the thing. You kind of gonna you want to get with the companies that like. It's really just the people, man. It's just the people at that company, and the company doesn't hire hire a lot of people. People you want to be around, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm really okay. starting to learn that too, man. I'm really I'm really uh, I guess the only again the only reason I did this is because it's a hard stunt. Like I have nothing. I started from nothing. I'm doing this all on my own. Yeah. And uh, so just to kind that's, of that's that, admirable. It's it's, 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 a, it's a it's a hard stunt right now. It's a, it's, yeah. it's just like oh yeah, that's that's me, Perrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you You become like you know. It's a big superstar with interviewing. I mean, it's going to take off. They're going to start fucking with you heavy, you know? I'm open, so that's, so. that's just how it works, man. That's how it works. And then, like I said, the small guys, like, if you want to stay, if you want to stay underground, they'll still fuck with it, you know, because they understand it's a it's a market. At the end of the day, they want people to buy that shit. Just like how Red mm-hmm. Bull is. Like, you know, Red Bull, people don't drink that shit that much. But they come to the events. And if you mix Red Bull with alcohol, they're going to drink it. You know what I'm saying? But they're not going to go into a gas station and buy a Red Bull. But if it's if it's a free Red Bull mixed with vodka, and you get to see art, or you get to see, uh, you know, I did a skate jam with them in um, October, and we didn't have any liquor, but we just we just had, uh, we had it was kid friendly, so we didn't have any alcohol. But man, we had free bed for everything. People hyped up on fucking Red Bull the whole time. But like that's what they want to see, you know. People using their products, you know. On another note, really quick, I want to ask you about something because uh, something I'm very curious about on a personal level. Uh, you mentioned once that you you saw your first nipple in '96 at Freaknik. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to talk about Freaknik. Uh, uh-huh. I have never experienced something like that ever in my life. What could you tell people who've never, like me, over here in Oregon, what Freaknik is and what's that what's that about and you know, if you well, want to talk about your first nipple experience. I was nipple a kid, man. I mean, I'm 31 years old, so I was, I was six years old in 95. And, um, in 96, I was, yeah, seven. I was seven in 96. My brother, I have a brother who's in his 40s now. He's roughly, uh, 15 years older than me. So, no, he's 14 years older than me. So he, um, he was going, and he was a wild kid, man. Like, he moved here from Memphis. My half brother, his mom lives in Memphis, and my dad, you know, remarried and had had me with my mom and my brother, and um, he came to live with us, man. This dude was wild, though, but he used to take me out to the parks and freak me. Basically, was Atlanta is full of parks. If you ever come here, it's like if you want to really want to see the real Atlanta, like Atlanta, every neighborhood has like three or four parks in it, like just big, fast parks. And those mm-hmm. parks, you know. They used to have picnics, and picnic was a party. You know what I'm saying? You know, with the black folks together, liquor, red cups, barbecue, that's a party. And, you know, picnic started. And, of course, we got HBCUs here and historical black colleges. They started doing this little picnic, and then it turned into picnic because local people started coming. And um, it's still like this. The locals of Atlanta are some of the wildest, strangest people you you ever meet compared to the college kids. You know what I'm saying? You could tell. Anything close to Florida? Yeah, yeah. Just, I think it's just it's just like Florida because Atlanta was. I mean, with the music and the music, I mean, like I rap music just started in the 90s before we was just making dance music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just party music. We
you know, it's still always a party. Right now it's a party, you know, even during this shit. Like, I've been telling people, it's like, we're not that oppressed in Atlanta. We are still partying. <laughs> like, like we, cause we still got our parks. We still got our backyards open. We still are grilling out and part. We still drinking the liquor store and everything is still open. I can, I have a liquor store and walking distance on my house. Like everything's still going, you know, mm-hmm. but Freaknik man was wild. And I remember, I remember my, uh, my mom, see my mom's real hip. And so she was obsessed with collecting the shirts. Well, she wasn't obsessed, but she just was getting the shirts. And so we would go to Freaknik Parks just so she could get the shirts. And, it, you know, we'll park next to, we'll park next to, a, uh, you know, cars and shit. And, and it'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be somebody fucking in the cars and shit. You know what I mean? Like it was that, yeah. it was that crazy. Yeah, it was that wild, man. And then, like, I talked to some of my old hands that went, they just remember, you know, I was, I was getting, you know, we was getting, leaning on cars getting our dicks up and i was like what like, yeah, it's in the back seat and we just leaned up on the cars and whip it out and start going at it we start going to town i'm like yo and then like on the highway like, the highway shut down fuck it like, it was that wild man there's <laughs> yeah, like chicks, chicks is walking around you know butt naked dudes walking around butt naked this is a lot of kids were born a lot of stds are spread a lot of love was made you know and um, that was freaking me. And I was a little kid, like I said. So experiencing it as a kid, I didn't know what was going on, but I know I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was all about it. So, you know, I think the one year that it started getting real crazy was 98 when a lot of people from a lot of people from um, Chicago and Detroit, that's when they start moving down here in New York. People start coming down here and moving down here. They come to Freaknik and, and next thing you know, they crash on someone's floor. And the next thing you know, they're in a room. You know what I'm saying? And they get a jab at McDonald's and hell, they're here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it works. But that's how I mean, I mean, a lot of black folks in the 90s moved here because of freaking, like, flat out. You know? That's wild, dude. I mean, they had, they had, they had highways blocked off, man. It was crazy. And it's, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm nine years old, freaking 98. I don't really remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, who was out there and people were my I think it's, uh, that's five years older than me. Mm-hmm. He was trying to find a way, man. Like, he give him credit because he always took me with him when I was a little boy. But I was a fat kid, man. I was like Herman Porter from the Sandlot, dude. Like, I was, I was, I was that fat kid, you know? <laughs> I was a loud mouth. So it was like, I, I wouldn't tell on nobody, but I was quick to say some shit. You know, I wasn't going to stand around and be idle. And I wanted to eat. I wanted to see some, I wanted to see some titties, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was that fat kid. You know, that's all we want, man. That's all we want. Yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted, man. I wanted to go outside, try to see somebody's girlfriend butt naked, try to catch somebody fucking. Like, that's what I was about, man. That's what I was about. I was excited, man. Trust me. I, when I was a kid, I used to be so excited because all my older friends in my neighborhood, you know, they started fucking and getting pussy and shit. And I was like, okay, okay. Tell me about it. You know, I, I used to wait. I used to wait at the top of the street and wait for, them, wait for them to walk out the house and walk up the street for them to tell me about it because I was so excited. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, yeah. when I, when then when I started, it was over. You know, I was, oh, man. And then, you know, it was just everybody in my neighborhood was like, finally, he's, you know, he's finally doing his own thing now. And I was, like, what, 13 years old, 12 years old running around, you know? That, that freak nigga just kind of just set the tone for this generation of uh, millennials, I guess, of, like, of how we are in Atlanta. Like, if you really come here, you, you got to do you a little long trick, you know what I mean? And it's like you can't get past. It's okay. It's just like it's the norm here. How we are. It's just. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I got my name in second grade, man, because like I was just I was super mannish, and I used to I used to tell you know I used to tell girls what I was gonna do. You know, a lot of little boys didn't do that shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I used to I used to verbally say you know I used to get in, I used to start arguments with girls and shit so they can want to fight me just so I can get close. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to do that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, I used to do that, man. Huh? Wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known that. Well, because I look, because, you know, I was a, I was pretty, man. I was a real pretty looking little boy. And so, you know, they didn't expect crazy shit to come out of my mouth. So they, you know, they'd be like, oh, he's nasty, you know, and then they'd come back and, you know, one of them going to come back and say something. And then that's just how it worked, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's just been my whole thing, you know, when I was a kid. Like, that's just some freak me, man. It's a freak me. It's a wild ass culture we had here. 
And that's, and that's the thing, uh, because you have one side of a Freaknik, and then the other staple, or at least one of the other many staples of Atlanta is the strip yeah. club culture. Oh, yeah, and yeah. y'all have the best strip club, supposedly. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, it's a circus, none. man. It's like, a, it's like a circus. It's like a fucking circus, man. It's, it's literally, you go to a strip club, it's like going to Barnum and Bailey's, man. <laughs> it's like, you get, it's a show to be put on. Um, me myself, I'm burned down on going to them because they don't kind of they don't let you do anything as far as like you can't even talk really. Like they really want you to be just a trick, a number, and a price tag. You know what I'm saying? They don't really want you to. Mm-hmm. Be, so individuals don't really do well in strip clubs unless they have a shitload of money they're gonna blow. And um, like funny story, man. Last time I was at strip club, Reebok, like the whole campaign, it was a whole like. I feel like it was a whole month long, man, because they had so much money for us. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And they treated us so well. We drunk. I was drunk every single day, eating every day. It was, but they just treated us so well. And quick, quick fact: we only worked. On, we only designed the shoe in two days. It's the shoes. The three <laughs> shoes. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous, bro. Like, we forgot to do the shoes. It was like they, you know, they, they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, you guys." Got to design these shoes, and we oh shit! So it's like you know, and then when the shoes start coming, you know, once the week of the week of the release, we had a press, you know, we had a press run and shit. So we went to we went and had like a they did like a like a TV thing, like a little mini documentary that never came out really. And we had a little it came out, but we had we had shots from Magic City that never came out because they had opened up Magic City for like random day. Two o'clock in the afternoon, we get there at like three. Open bar, right? Mm-hmm. Because they uh, they assume that the camera crew is going to be like ready to shoot right then and there. But camera crew, you know, they got to get ready for the visuals and shit. They wasn't set. It's like two hours passed by, man. I'm like, shit. I'm like twelve. I'm like twelve gin neat. Then I was drinking gin straight up, drinking this Bombay, and I'm drunk, man. And so, you know, of course, you know, we're hungry. So they order, you know, Magic City has some of the best hot wings in the city, too. So we ordered 500 hot wings. <laughs> What's your then, lemon pepper wet? <laughs> yeah, so we had, so, and so then they was like, all right, you know, I didn't know this was supposed to happen, but they brought in three strippers that was going to strip for us, and we was going to throw this money that came from the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. They, they, like, they rolled in, like, I don't know how much money it was, man. I don't even know how much. It had to be at least 100000 I don't know why we had that much money, man. It was stupid. I don't know how much. It was a lot. It was it was on a fucking crate, I tell you that. And they had it wrapped up in surround wrap. And so we had to just, like, pull the money in, like, you know. They wanted to look like it was making it rain. Right. In the middle of that, I'm still eating my wings, man. I'm, fucking, <laughs> I'm drunk, bro. I'm drunk. I think I even... flex ever. Oh, bro. I, the story's not over yet. We get to... One of the strippers knew... One of the Love Renaissance dudes from high school or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know, she kind of was being bashful because of that. She's like, "Oh, yeah, I hate when people come from high school that know me." And I'm like, "You know, I'm like, fuck it, man. We just want to have some fun." And I ended up, you know, ended up, ended up eating his wings, man, and putting them and stacked them up in between all the all the money. This is Federal Reserve, you know what I'm saying? Dollar bills and shit. And I was stacking them up, and I, I had built like this like set. I'm creative, also when I get drunk. So I put like this like an installation in the strip club of, of of chicken wings, stacks of fucking money, and the oh strippers. Oh god! Yeah, and so then the strippers she, she wanted me to. And the thing is, they didn't tell the strippers. They, they thought the strippers thought they were getting all this money, and they wasn't. So they kind of just was like, "Oh yeah, we get money, fucking." So the strippers let me put the damn. Chicken bone on a button stuff is crazy, man. And they got, oh. but this is the thing, <laughs> Reebok couldn't use it. But dude, I'm looking for the, I'm asking all the photographers, like, where are the pictures of that? I need that because it was, it was just ridiculous, man. I was ridiculous that week, man. Like I said, like I, I said, we heard it flex. Yeah, it was a, it was a flex, and I ain't gonna lie, like, Magic City's, uh, they didn't, they didn't want me coming back there after that. <laughs> I did too much. I did too much. Oh, Oh, you should find that footage. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast interview. I'm like, y'all can go ahead in. Yo, yeah, my bad, bro. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I know we probably have stuff to do, but I want to talk about a couple more things real quick, and then uh-huh. I'll let you go. 
what was your inspiration for, um, can you hear me okay? Kind of Roberto the rat. Oh, yeah, that's just ridiculous, man. That's another long story. Uh, basically, dude, I went to, when I was 20, I was, you know, living in D.C. Uh-huh. And I was at Howard, and I was a fucking wild man my sophomore year. And the craziest I've ever been. I was 20 years old, man. It was four locals, boom, and I was drinking, drinking about maybe 10 or four locals a week at, at least. I was just wasted all the time, just drinking all types of shit. And I got, I did some stupid shit and got locked up and, um, got locked up for terroristic threat. And, um, and basically that's just what it sounds like, but it wasn't, wasn't really that terroristic. It was just me saying that I was going to kill somebody and I wasn't. I just was drunk. Got locked up and I was locked mm-hmm. down in this federal, federal jail and federal jail is different from county jails. Federal jail, you don't got no funk. I mean, you got a funk, but it's no bed. It's like you lay on sheet metal, and you don't dress out. You're in the same clothes. You only eat this way, y'all. My bad. Going through this gate. Yeah, you only get a. Uh, you only get you only get fed once a day. You only get fed once a day. Let me tell B on here. You only get fed once a day. Hey. You only get fed once a day. And then, well, basically, it was roaches and rats in there and shit. And, um, mm-hmm. the roaches and rats and, and shit was just disgusting, man. And so, you, oh, you don't see nobody either. Unless you got a bunk mate. And I had a bunk mate. I had a bunk mate, but, uh, my bunk mate was, uh, Got, got moved out because he was he was getting a little suicidal. Anyways, mm-hmm. man, I was in there for what five days, and uh, this rat can't kept coming in and eating bologna, eating my bologna and shit. I wasn't eating the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And these two little roaches—I don't know if it was the same roaches—but they the roaches don't follow the rat. And so, um, you know, after a while, you get used to. I don't know, man. And you know, the jail cell, dude, anything is your fucking friend that you can, it's organic, put it like that. Because the shit was all metal and gray. So a rat coming in, I welcomed him. And, uh, uh-huh. he was, he, yeah, he was big. So I ain't gonna lie, it's not like the rat was talking, but I started talking to the rat, of course. And so then they, uh, but then, the, you know, after a while, I forgot about this whole story, man, because it was kind of traumatizing me, me and, being in that jail for that long. But a year later, I came up with that. We came up with the with the name and all that. It kind of just made a story, made light out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and only reason because I, I I think that's just a staple for Freak. I mean, like I, I think that's one of the things I would see a lot in your projects was him in the background or him like placed very very inconspicuously in random places. You know, and yeah. I thought that was really dope. So you had yeah, kind of a, I used him as my conscious. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I, I basically had like just. I guess I, I guess I stopped believing in, in, in God and like all that shit around that time when I was mm-hmm. in jail. And, and, uh, and then, and then, and then I started looking for other signs of like myself and like that rat was in a sense like, like saving me from, from, from fear and shit. Cause I just, I thought I was sure for 10 years. That's how much of shit was. You know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. 20 years old in college. I ended up getting off because the, the cop who arrested me never showed up, and she never showed up. To the, she, she didn't show, show up to the court. And then also the um, the fucking judge looked at me and just was like, you know, get out of this fucking place. You know, you're too young for this. Anyways, I got off, man. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much what Roberto is. And I mean, I've come up with a whole storyline now. It's pretty fun, man. But he's, he's pretty much a my consciousness, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love how you did that, and you kind of used that and, and put it to the whole new lore of Roberto, yeah. which is dope. I think that's fascinating as hell. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. On another note, what can you tell me really fast about Rec Boys? Oh, man, that shit was ridiculous. I used to have, I used to have <laughs> he's not even my homie no more, man. I love him to death, but uh-huh. one, of my, one of my friends from college and shit, he was also from Atlanta, and um, and um, he was, he was, he was, he was reckless as hell, and we had a, we had two other friends that's from Chicago, 
and we started this party group. We started throwing parties in school, and then um, and then you know, but it was it was it was we had roles, man. We had a DJ. It was like Run DMC kind of man. It was like I was the fucking MC, and I used to do all the flyers. And then uh, my homie that was from Atlanta, he used to he used to promote it, and he he was he talked a lot of shit and to everybody all the time. And then the two dudes from from Chicago used to fund it. And one of them was selling dope in school, and then the other one was just dope with ladies, and we just had a team, man. And so um, that's how that worked. And we do. And we threw parties all four years of school, man. Made thousands of thousands of dollars <laughs> going fucking crazy <laughs> college parties. We actually threw the first party that merged uh, George Washington University and Howard University in, in a party, and we did that shit. And um, and that, that shit was wild. We had uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then you know, but then now, like I, I think, I think. I think the homie that's from Atlanta with me, he still those parties, but I don't really talk to him like that anymore, man. Just because kind of grew out of, kind of grew away from each other. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love the man of death, though, but I just can't be around him like that. My creative man, so I, I have certain friends I can't be around for a long time. I'm not gonna lie, they understand. You know what I mean? I mean you got to do what you got to do, especially if you hang out with a bunch of creatives, you're gonna feel creative. If you hang out with a lot of, uh, I know that thing too. I, I only hang around creatives now. Like that's all I see. It's like only other than family, even my family, man, they get it. They they know I, I don't really, I, I'm just around creative people, man, because I'm crazy myself. I can't do that shit. I can't be around normal people like that. So, yeah. That's a good note. I'm going to take that from you because, man, I need to start doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, one more, a uh, couple of other notes. I saw, uh, I liked what you did with uh, I Need Data. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, was, that was a banger. Um I like the video that you did with it too. That was yeah, yeah, man, man. Shout out to the shout out to to the media, media team, man. They they did all that shit for free, basically. Um, oh, we shot that shit like a year, like almost two years ago now. Because my my wife she was pregnant with my first son in that video, and they mm-hmm. finished editing it. But it was all it was all pro bono, man. Like it was their project. I really didn't. I, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't really give a shit to finish it or not. <laughs> I just did a song. <laughs> I, it worked, it, I mean, that was something I always said. That's the slogan. That was like a slogan for me when I was in school and shit. I was always like super broken. My, my phone data was always low. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I had a BlackBerry and I couldn't even use it. People couldn't even call me. You had to tweet me to hit me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just yeah, the struggle was real. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to get in like Wi-Fi for someone to hit me up on Twitter. I used to use mm. the labs and I was banned from two computer labs on campus and shit and I had to sneak in there to check my Twitter, and she was funny, man. Just funny times of before you had money and before, you know, you can be so Before I could be so resourceful like I am now, you know what I'm saying? But that's what it just, it just was the, you know, the little struggles, and that's why I always say I need data. And then also data is like, you know, just knowledge and shit, too. I need more, you know. It's just funny, man. Yeah, it's just a play on words. Yep. Um, and uh, really quick... Also, uh, happy 404 day. Uh, oh, yeah. What could you tell me? Because we're, most of my listeners are here in Oregon. They don't know what that is. Can you tell us what yeah. 404 days and what that means to you? Man, it's just another freak me, dude. It's just another day <laughs> for Atlanta to party, man. That's all it is. It's literally just, it's a day that, that, that was started just like any other national day for a city, just for people to go out and barbecue and party. Usually that's what you, that's usually what happens. Doing the same thing we're always doing. I swear that's what we do every day, man. It's a partying ass town of just parties, dude. Especially during the summer. That's all we do is fucking party. It's how the quarantine up changing that. No, people still partying. <laughs> people still partying. <laughs> my neighbors are partying and everybody's partying, bro. I got people in my house right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My homie just pulled up. I, man, that shit don't matter here. They can't they can't stop it. They can't stop it because we're not really the, the we don't have a lot of cases in the people that are getting it in the city are not in the hood. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I mean, They're not in the hood. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you, at least you and your family are safe, man. And everything's good. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take too much of your time again, like I keep saying, but uh, one more question yeah. for you and then like, maybe we can wrap this up. Uh, yeah. But just if you want to let me know something good that's in your life right now, what's good in Rico Rico's life? Man, what's good is, is my, having my, my, my second, uh, my second son, man, he's two months old today. You know, and watching him grow and 
watching my watching my oldest son grow. It's crazy. I'm a dad now and shit, man. That's, that's every day for me. That shit is my my new drive. I don't even drink as much as I used to just because I got kids and I see why dads don't drink that much. I mean, like a good dad don't drink that much. You really don't got time for it. Well, yeah, especially with you always creating and always doing stuff. You're always doing yeah. something, right? Yeah. So that's dope, man. I mean, the family first, if anything. So uh, again, I, I want to just thank you again for having this conversation with me. Uh, it was very brief, and um, but I mean, yeah. we got to do what we got to do. I mean, I'm in Oregon, like I said, but. Again, I appreciate you for taking my call, and I think it's super dope that you are right to the fans. You're super direct. Yep. Uh, yep. I can get you right there when you, if, guys. If you're listening to this, uh, just know that if you message him, he'll respond. Like, it's oh not, yeah, uh, agent. It's not, it's not his publicist or anything. It's him. No, fuck it. I don't have none of that. I don't, I don't have management. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's just me and me and my wife, my two sons, and my two little dogs, and Roberto the rat, and, 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 and the two cockroaches, Khalid and Cochran. <laughs> that's it <laughs> you know that's it yeah and every, everyone check out his project uh, is there a project that you're working on that you want everyone to know about really quick or anyone you want to shout out before we take off here no I'm trying to trying to get a, a, a some solo solo exhibit going this summer or something man I, sh- I try to show every summer so mm-hmm. just look out for that man especially you know if you come to Atlanta hit me up you know I, hit I me up will. everybody I, I'm I'm, I'm, I was actually want to make a trip out of it just because it's just the just the culture alone. Food by itself can be a whole conversation we can have. Oh yeah, yeah, I know all that uh, stuff. And yeah. uh, I think one of the, I'm a big dude myself. I want to try just a bunch of food and yeah. just get fatter and then whatever. Oh yeah, you'll get stuff. fat here, dude. It's easy to get fat. You get full. That's what we call it, getting full. So I'm yeah. with it again. Thank you, Frico, for taking this call. Uh, yeah. I hope to talk to you again soon. Maybe we can do something more, uh, a little more less over the phone and an actual like a conversation yeah we'll do yeah we'll, yeah we'll do we'll do something we'll do something like that definitely man i appreciate yeah. you having me on no thank you so much and everyone check them out uh can you throw out your instagram real quick my instagram is uh at frico rico just how it sounds or you can just look up frko and then i don't i don't really use twitter like that but um sorry for the dog question okay. yeah yeah just hit me just hit me up on, on ig that's the best way all right, you heard that, everyone. Hit him up on his IG. Check out all his comic books. Check out all his... Yeah, uh, hit my, my website's everything. up there, too. Yeah, if you hit my... I got my website and bio to go, you know, if you want to get some comics or some illustrations. I guess my illustration prints or... I got merch and shit. Actually, that's actually crazy. It's all based out of Atlanta, man. Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. And I'll talk to you soon, man. And, uh, again, I hope you and your family stay safe out there. It's wild times. Yeah, man, you too. All right, see you later, Frico. All right, peace, man. Thanks. Bye. Tramp. What you call me? Tramp. Well, you, did. you don't wear continental clothes or Stetson hats. But I'll tell you one doggone thing. It makes me feel good to know one thing. I know I'm a liar. Five Lincoln, four phones, six records. 